Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfume. Oh, mercy! Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, the weather outside is weather. And as the Orioles continue to play in cold weather, the bats, while last yesterday started heating up, still cannot put together a complete win. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mass and All Access podcast. Usually, Paul Mancano is the one hosting these Orioles episodes. But since he's on the road up in New York covering the Nationals for Mass and All Access, I'm Bobby Blanco here with your host. And Paul is joining me on the phone. What's up, Paul? Hey, Bobby, uh, I, they, they can't know that we cover both teams, Bob. I mean, come on. This is uh, we're, we're one one team guys here. We, we got a two different personalities here. They can't know. Uh, well, that's well, we hope that people are following along the Mass and All Access podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, that is Google Play. Um, so we would think that they would know that we do both, Paul. I mean, if they're following uh, no. along the whole podcast, they know that we do both. Yeah, you got to keep the illusion up, Bobby. Keep the illusion up. You're the actor of both the two of us. You you can keep the illusion. I'm trying to be realistic. They know we cover both. They know, they see Sarah and you at Camden Yards and then the next day at Nats Park. They know we do both. I don't know. I just don't know, Bobby. But uh, speaking of realist, uh, we got some uh, real takes to get through with these Orioles. I'll tell you that much. That is very true. Um, yeah, the Orioles dropped yesterday in a wild game. I mean, they go up one nothing uh, early on a Danny Valencia home run. Then they go down two to one, and then they actually scrap together and put together some runs in the eighth inning to take a four two lead. And then old reliable Darren O'Day, who came in to yesterday's outing only having given up one prior run, serves up a three-run home run. And um, although the Orioles did come back to tie the game in the ninth uh, off of Luis Sardinas' homer, they give up Pedro Arujo, gives up the game-winning uh, walk-off homer in the bottom of the ninth to Dixon Machado, the wrong Machado. Uh, Machado, who, <laughs> who sounds like, with a name like Dixon Machado, should be playing in Baltimore. Uh Local heroes Juan Dixon and, and Manny Machado, but uh, he instead yeah. walks off the Orioles um, at uh, Comerica Park in Detroit. And Paul, for, to me, uh, yes, the Orioles are struggling. I mean, they've lost five in a row. They currently sit at fourth in the AL East at five and thirteen, tied for last actually with the with the Rays. To me, the the slow start. It's just they haven't put together a complete win and um, a complete game and that's the the offense coming around scoring runs and the pitching from both the starters and the bullpen and then also the defense playing well uh i just haven't seen them put together a complete game top to bottom no they haven't they they haven't even come close in quite a while i mean it's it's been an extremely frustrating stretch and it's it's tough to i don't know at, at this point it's tough to look at this team and say they're a good team. We know good teams go through bad stretches at times. This feels a little bit more frustrating than a bad stretch because you're seeing struggling from both the offense and the def- from the offense and the pitching. Um, and yeah, I think what is more concerning because we knew that the pitching was going to be an issue. What's more concerning might be the offense. I was 
you know, we 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 talked about this early on in the season a couple weeks ago, and I was saying, don't worry about the offense; they'll they'll come around. It just is going to happen for them eventually. It hasn't. I mean, at, at what point do you say we got to do something about this? We got to turn this around. At what point do you start to make some changes? Because really, nobody besides Manny Machado. Uh, Trey Mancini and maybe even Pedro Alvarez is hitting the ball particularly well. Mancini has uh, is hitting 292. Machado's hitting 319 with a team high three homers, and nobody else besides Adam Jones has has <laughs> two homers or more. So this is an absolutely frustrating stretch, and it's more frust- made more frustrating based on the fact that your offense is giving you nothing, and you're supposed to rely on this offense to get you hopefully, into the playoff conversation this season. You're right. It's, it, it is frustrating because the, the offense, this is the staple of this team, is that they hit the long ball, they score a lot of runs, and, and they bail out their bad pitching. But as Steve Molesky wrote in his postgame wrap-up last night, you know they've actually just got their eighth quality start yesterday from Kevin Gosman. He went six... Six innings, only gave up two runs. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Orioles are three and five in those games. And if you, if I would have told you at this point in the season that it's the offense, not the pitching, that's kind of dooming this team right now. I think I would say one. Well, that's good because I think this offense has such high potential that it'll eventually come around. But two, you're like, well, you would hope that the offense isn't the reason you're in such a big hole come May, June, July, and the All Star break. Yeah, I mean, this team is uh, near the bottom of the league. They're 26th in runs. They've scored just 58, uh, and they're hitting 215. 215 is a team, uh, which is, you know, third to last. By the way, the team in the bottom is is Cleveland. Who knows what's going on there? And that's a team that, you know, a lot of people predicted would win the World Series. Yeah, so it's not like the, you know, the Orioles are the only ones struggling through this bitterly cold, as you said, Bobby, the weather outside is weather, April. Um, but look, Adam Jones and other guys on this team has stopped making excuses. They're just trying to figure out what's wrong because as Adam Jones said, they, the other teams are playing in this too. Right, right. And, uh, we actually have some sound from Adam Jones from post game from Tuesday's game. Here's Adam Jones talking about how the pitchers have actually played well, but the bats need to step up. They're doing a hell of a job on that mound, man. And it sucks that we aren't able to, uh, just scratch more runs for them. Um, Part of it, um, you know, the offense is trying to go out there and, and score runs, just not doing it. So there's no excuse. Screw the weather. Who cares about the weather? They're playing. The opponents are playing it too. So um, we just got to get better. We got to get better situationally. Um, we we had some people on, just unable to get that hit. But uh, tired of that excuse. So we just need to get it done. We need to get bases loaded in a in a blue pit that falls over or something like that, just to to break to open us up a little bit. You know, we're hitting balls hard, right at guys. It's part of it, uh, but. Let's, let's try and flip the script. You know, there's no panic in this clubhouse, so let's just flip the script and um, and try and just try and be better. You know, at the end of the day, people only care about results, not uh, not effort. So let's have better results. Plan this crappy about June, then uh, let us know. But we've got a long season, man. There's still what 140 games left in the season, so anything can happen. You're gonna lose 60, you're gonna win 60. The other 42, 40, 42, my math correct, is when uh, you figure it out. So, so there you hear it from Adam Jones, the captain of the, of the Orioles, and you know the front man, Paul. We know Adam well. He he's not going to make excuses. He's not going to roll over and 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 just kind of quit on the season either. Um, but I would have to say, I'm not gonna dis. I'm, I'm gonna disagree with Adam a little bit. I would have to say, 
while I'm not making this as an excuse, <laughs> Paul, when you think of the Orioles offense during the Buck Walter era, what do you think of? Boomer bust home runs. A lot of uh, home runs. They win by the long ball. And what is very hard to do when batting in cold weather? Uh, drive the ball a long way because the warm weather helps the ball go further. Well, there you go. We have a regular Bill and I, a science guy over here, Paul McConnell. So <laughs> the Orioles have played 18 games. Yesterday was their 18th game of the season. They have only played six games so far in temperatures 60 degrees or above. And three of those games, half of those, came in Houston where, where cold doesn't exist and they're playing indoors. So they've actually only played, take out those three games, they've actually only played three games in uh, warmer temperatures above 60 degrees. And one of those games was exactly at 60 degrees at first pitch against the Yankees. So, I mean, I, I think you just need to get out of New York. You need to get out of the Midwest and, and Detroit and just come back home. It's supposed to be beautiful at Camden Yards this, this weekend in the 60s. Uh, and, you know, once the weather heats up, I, I have faith that this offense can heat up. And don't forget, they're also currently missing Mark Trumbo and Jonathan Scope. This is true. They are missing those, but it's, you know, it's not as if, Scope was was crushing the ball before he got injured. I know it's it's small sample size, but yeah. So you, you bring up a good point about home runs. I mean, uh, they're they are they have uh, lived and died by the home runs. Um, it's just it's interesting to me because last year they got off to such a hot start and they were terrific. They were fifteen and eight in the month of April uh, before things you know started to even out. And this year it's just it's a completely opposite and completely different story. They're they're five and thirteen. I know it's a much colder April than it was last year, um, but it's yeah. I, I mean, you you bring up a good point about the long balls, but it, I don't know. It, to me, that's that is somewhat of an excuse, but it doesn't tell the whole story. I, I I'm not making an excuse. I agree. I, I'm not saying you, you still have to like like Adam said. The other team is playing in it too. You still have to go out there and play the game yeah. and, and find a way to win. But I mean, I'm just saying that this um, it, it could be a factor. For, for, yeah. for, oh, I mean, absolutely. I'm sure. I don't know. I can't. I mean, I guess the Tigers and the Yankees and those teams who live in these ballparks—they've probably probably been playing in these long in cold weather. But I, I can't think of any other team who has been playing and who relies on the long ball this much who's been playing in cold weather. I mean, it's just not a great recipe for success for them. Uh, it's not really an excuse. It's just I think it's just a fact of the matter. It's just you know they're playing in cold weather. They they play better. It's just a fact that they play better in warm weather. And once they get you know into late May, June, and July, into the summer months, and we should see this offense kind of wake up and turn around. Yeah, and you know this. You talk about it not being an excuse. Buckshaw Walter is famous for saying every team has its tale of woe. He hates making excuses for himself. He hates um, you know making excuses for his team. But he he basically said too after this like he sees some, he saw some positive things, uh, after that yesterday's loss, there were some bright spots, even though it was a, an exceedingly painful loss, but yeah, he did say, look, if you're, if you're feeling bad for yourself, if you're feeling sorry for yourself, other teams are going to take advantage and you're going to, everything's just going to snowball. Yeah. Buck Showalter also not making excuses for his clubs, which we know he would. Let's listen to Buck Showalter talking to Masson's Jim Hunter, after yesterday's loss. Yeah, that's uh, kind of the way it goes right now. And if you sit around and feel sorry for yourself, people like stepping on your neck when you're down. So we've done our share of that on the other side. So we've got some good things ahead of us. Is there some hope that the, the bats did break out today? Because it looked like a lot of real good at-bats, in particular getting deep in counts. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope so. You know, uh, 
we had it got above 40 degrees and we started mm-hmm. hitting about the seventh inning. So I hope that's a good sign. Buck right there at the end, kind of hinting toward uh, the warmer weather too, making this offense. So Buck and I are kind of on the same page. Again, not making excuses. It's just a matter of fact that the Orioles play better in warm weather. <laughs> Let's go to the pitching though, because Paul, they are actually getting some good pitching. Kevin Gosman, like I said earlier, went six strong innings yesterday, one of his better outings of the season. Uh, you know what you're going to get from Dylan Bundy. Uh, Andrew Kashner, ha- after kind of a ragged first start, has come around to pitch some really strong outings. And um, later today, we're going to see Alex Cobb make his second um, Orioles debut. I think this pitching staff, you know, once they get their wheels under them, so to speak, and, and start to get rolling, this could be a pretty strong pitching staff. We know Kevin Gosman is a late, is a slow starter, has a better second half, and Cobb obviously with the uh, the late start and Kashner, so to, uh, to a certain extent, a late start in spring training. Once they kind of get going and get some more major league starts under their belts this could be the staff could be pretty solid yeah absolutely they have looked pretty darn good with the exception of chris tillman at this point um yeah bundy has been absolutely phenomenal i mean it is a downright crime that he does not have a win on his resume yet this season he's got an era of 1.40 um i mean he's he's crushing it he's he's turning into the guy that everybody was hoping he would be uh, since basically since the Orioles drafted him with the the fifth overall pick uh, several years ago, um, that that is one of the more and it's tough to for you know fans to get too excited about it because he doesn't the offense hasn't backed him up. But that's a huge bright spot. I mean, if he can be an ace, a true ace, not just a best pitcher on a bad staff, that's huge. Um, and so far, he's pitching like an all star. He just needs the offense to back him up. Uh, Cashner, you mentioned, you know, rough, rough start to the season. Um, but since then, his ERA is right around three. He has one win um, and he has looked pretty solid as well. He's just given up a lot of home runs. Um, he's given given up five home runs a lot, uh, which and the most 11 walks, which is the most on the team. Um, but yeah, he uh, Cashner, I think, will be solid. We, You know, he's, he's a solid veteran guy. He's a hopefully a solid um man in that rotation and Gosman, somebody who is notorious for starting off slow uh had a solid outing yesterday as you mentioned so these those three guys especially uh are going to help this team and once you get alex cobb he's, he's back on the mound again and uh you know not a great start in his first outing but he we know what he's going to be i think he's going to be a solid guy so one through four will despite you know, some previous expectations hopefully be one of the bright spots is going forward. Alex Cobb making his Orioles debut last Saturday in Boston, his hometown of Boston, only went three and two thirds innings, gave up 10 hits, eight runs, seven earned, um, two Bo- home runs, Boston's no strikeouts in one walk. <laughs> they're just a freight train right now, though. They're, uh, what are they, 15 and two? They're like the first team in the American League uh, to start out 15 and two in like 30 years. It's, I don't know why they're so good right now. They're just absolutely crushing the ball. Uh, so look, that's that's and you know, uh, hopefully that's just an anomaly for Alex Cobb. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I was uh, uh, texting back and forth with uh, MassInSports.com's Rock Kubako, uh after the game, and he just said it, it's just rust. It just kind of looked rusty, like like I alluded to earlier. He had a very short spring training, not even close to a full one. He's kind of trying to get back 
his arm loosened up, trying to get back into it, and the, the, mm. the rhythm of being a starting pitcher in the big leagues. You know, it takes a while for these guys to warm up. That's why pitchers and catchers report a couple days earlier than the rest of the players. So, uh, yeah, he just needs to get his arm warmed up. I, I actually didn't catch any of his outing. I'm hoping to catch a lot of it today. Uh, first pitch at uh, 110 on Masson. Um, Alex Cobb against Jordan Zimmerman. Um, catch and, everything. Catch everything. Sorry, um, yep. And uh, yeah, and, and see how he looks in a second. Second, I'm sure he went back, checked out the videotape, look what he did wrong. But uh, yeah, for what I understand, it was just rust more than anything. And um, Alex Cobb, if Alex Cobb can be anywhere close to what we've know, come to know him to be when if his time in Tampa, he's gonna be a pretty solid starter for this rotation. And then and th- this the staff could be in, in a good spot moving forward. Yeah, it just for this team, it just it sucks <laughs> the schedule that they've been handed. Probably oh, we haven't even talked I about think. the schedule yet. The, the schedule has been brutal for them. Not just brutal, according to some metrics, it is the toughest schedule in Major League Baseball this season, and it's not particularly close. Um, it has been hands down the toughest schedule. I mean, you start off the season playing the Twins; they're going to make the playoffs. Go to Houston. They're going to make the playoffs, obviously. You go to New York, they're going to make the playoffs. Toronto, pretty good team. At the Red Sox, they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, and after this series against Detroit, guess who they take on at home, Bobby? Uh, the Cleveland Windians, that's right. Uh, <laughs> the Cleveland Windians. It's a ridiculously hard schedule, and it it sucks. It's just the, the nature of the AL East yeah and the fact that they have to play the Indians, the world reigning world champions twice, yeah in the month of april uh it's it is really difficult. It gets a little bit easier in May, you know the uh, but they do have tough road series where they go on the road against the angels and they take on Philly, who's pr- playing pretty well it's It's really gonna be tough for them to it, it sucks to see them so far out of it after April. Um, but it, it it is a tough April schedule. We have to keep that in mind. Well, yeah, let's talk about let's expand on this a little more, Paul, because you you and I mentioned this I think on our very first episode about how brutal this schedule is for the Orioles. And my my thinking is, hey, look, and we, I think we t- touched on it when we talked about it earlier. Uh, look, just don't play your way out of it this early. You know, give yourself yeah. a chance. And you know, we only you only play the Indians twice. You do a home and home with them. The 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 Twins twice home and home with them get that out of the way early um and and then obviously you have to play boston and new york and toronto multiple times throughout the season but you know for this month of april early part of may don't play your way out of it you know give yourself a chance yes it's tough to play catch up um but give yourself a chance in the later months when it's warmer out when your offense maybe comes around and starts hitting the ball better uh, when your pitching staff gets its feet on well wet a little bit like alex Cobb mm-hmm. and andrew Kashner. Um, yeah. And hopefully Chris Tillman will see what he does on Saturday against the Indians. Um, and, and, you know, give yourself a chance because it's, it's hard. It's easy. If you don't play your way out of it now, like stay, you know, break the month, maybe 500 or close to 500, you give yourself a chance come August and September, because that's when you're going to be playing the big boys. You know, you usually the latter part of the schedule is filled with division rivals. And, you know, if, you're going to have to be playing catch up against the Yankees in Boston. It's not going to be pretty. Just so when when you get to that point, make sure you're still within shooting distance, I guess. You can't win the division in April, but you certainly can play yourself out of it in April. Correct. Um it's 
it's you were just we were all just hoping that they we knew it was going to be tough we knew they would probably end the month with a record below 500 it has just been exceedingly difficult and i think what's more frustrating twofold one the fact that i think people still have in their heads how poorly last september went when they just really really struggled down the stretch going seven and twenty in the month of september all part of that collapse where they had a chance to make a run at the wild card and then to have that kind of hangover carry on into this season, that's more frustrating. And two, the fact that several of these games have been winnable games, um, and especially this season, or this series rather, in Detroit. I mean, that's when they were hoping the Orioles might right the ship a little bit, and they lo- they've lost back-to-back games by a total of three runs. Uh, and they, you know, they lost the series finale by two runs to Boston, and it, it's... It is frustrating to see them lose these close games. It, there have been very few close games that they've been able to pull out. Um, and it's it's exceedingly painful uh, that way because you, you need them. I mean, you just have to win close games. That's how it is. Yeah, and that, I think that just goes back to my point earlier in this episode about how they just haven't been able to put together a complete game yet. Either yeah. their pitching keeps them in the game and it's a it's a low-scoring tight game, but their offense can't get over that hump to give them a lead, or it's the opposite. The, the offense, like yesterday, can uh, rack up some runs, score five or six runs, but the pitching can't keep them in it or keep, or keep the other team off the board late. So it's just... It all hasn't come together quite yet. I'm sure it's extremely frustrating, not just for fans, but for the guys in that clubhouse and, and for Buck Walter. Um, but it is April. There is some time. Um, I, I'm, I'm not one to hit the panic button or, or hit the, you know, th- this team is a bad team button just yet. I'm, yeah. Let's see how it plays out. Let's give them a little more time. Again, missing some key uh, starters on injuries. Um, Alex Cobb's only making his second start this afternoon. Um, let's give it some time before we completely bury this team. Yeah, I mean, but Bobby, I will say this. I think, uh, I don't know if you've seen our mentions at Mass and Orioles recently, but uh, Oh, I saw them yesterday. To, yeah, people seem to disagree, I think, a little bit. People are just kind of pressing the panic button uh, a little too early. Um, well, it's not the life I, of a sports fan. It is the life of a sports fan, and, uh, you know, you... We're, we're all just constantly, our hand is hovered above the panic button. Yeah. Um, it's, it, I think they just had a shorter rope considering how poorly they played down the stretch. You know, it, it just, it, it feels like they, you know, if they had, I don't know, if they had somehow sneaked into the playoffs or if they had finished 500 last year, they would have a longer rope at this point and people would be expecting them to, to play like this. But now basically two months in a row, um, they're playing pretty poorly. Uh, and I think that's what's, what is frustrating people at this point. I will say this. If you are giving up on a season midway through April, you're just not going to have a fun summer. I'm sorry. You're just you're, you're dooming yourself to a bad May, June, July, August, and September. Like, you just have to have some type of hope. I'm not going to sit here and lecture Orioles fans because I know they've been through a lot of pain. But come on, just give, give this team a chance. Otherwise, it's just gonna be, you're just gonna not have fun. You you gotta have some kind of fun. Ain't baseball great? You know, ain't people? baseball great. I, I I agree, Paul. I mean, I would just say like I, I'm never one to be like too negative. I mean, what's the what's the point if what's the point of watching the game if you're just gonna sit there and be negative the whole time and just yeah. assume to lose? If you uh, if you have that assumption, if you have that thought process, don't watch the game. Yeah. Don't don't come out and cheer for your team. I mean, I I would only want fans who you know support these guys 
want them to win, want them to do well, you know, support them in their low times. That way, like, look, I kind of said this um, during a comeback win the other day for the Nationals. Uh, like, you know, if you're not going to support the Orioles during this bad times, then you don't get to, I'm not saying this happens, but you don't want get to enjoy it with if and when they do make kind of a run at it and, and, and start playing really well. You know, because, like, be them through thick and thin. If you don't love me at my, then you don't deserve me at my, is the... Paul Mean Mancano right here. That is the, uh, isn't that's what the kids are saying that's on the, the kids are saying the on the Twitter sphere on the Twitter.com. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's, uh, I, I'm, you know, I, I completely understand everybody's frustration. I'm there with you. I'm frustrated as well at, at how this team is performing, but they, they're five and 13, but that means they're 18 games into the season. Guys, it's a long season. They're just about a 10th of the way through. Uh, just, just hold on. If this team is still playing, as poorly as they are by, I don't know, late May, then I, I'm going to go on this podcast and start to, uh, you know, put some people on blast. So, yeah, I have no problem. Um, <laughs> I have no problem coming on this podcast and saying, hey, I was wrong. I thought they would turn it around. They didn't. But I mean, I think going forward thinking positively is much better than just always thinking negatively. So I, yeah. I, I just don't want to hear it from negative fans. Um, I want positive thoughts only. <laughs> Negative thoughts have never done anything good to anybody, so let's just try, try to stay positive and hope for the best. And back to your point, Paul, about having a shorter rope because of the way they finished last season. Well, what about this offseason when the Orioles did pretty much everything that or, that the fan base wanted them to do? I mean, I, I was in yeah. favor of not trading away Manny Machado. Machado moved the short, Beckham to third. Uh, they went out, they got Kashner, they got Cobb. Uh, and they built up this rotation, and you know they kind of did what they everyone thought they should and had to do to get better this year. It just hasn't come to fruition yet. So let's just give it some time to come to fruition. And again, missing two starters in the starting lineup. Yeah, um, my my thing was going into this season and the off season. You know, how are you going to treat this off season? Are you going to rebuild or are you going to um, try to contend? And they said all off season that they were going to try to contend. We didn't see it at the early stages of the offseason. They hung back in the free agency market. They didn't do much. But at the end, they made a push, and they, they said they were going to try to contend, and they made the moves that corresponded with that. They signed two pitchers to pretty big deals with heavy incentives, two guys who performed very well last season, um, and they made moves that said, look, we're going to keep trying to contend. So. It, it's not as if they said, look, we're going to contend, but then did nothing to help it. So I, I gave them credit for at least going out there and you know following through and saying, if we're going to contend, we're going to make moves to say that we're in contention. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's not the end of the world. And you would hope and put faith in the team to be able to write the ship and say, you know what? Didn't work. Let's scrap it. Let's try again. Um but at this point, they, they realized that Machado was, you know, entering the final year of his deal. They realized not a lot of these guys are going to be Adam Jones in the same situation. They wanted to go for it, and they made the moves to go for it. And like you said, Bobby, it hasn't come to fruition yet, um, but let's hope that they can at least get back into contention uh, by the time the summer starts and by the time the warm weather comes. Come on. Looking, waiting for that warm weather. Uh, this is the deepest into April that it's been this cold that I can remember for a long, long time. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of sick of it. It's windy. Paul, you're still in New York. It's, I'm sure it's cold up there, but even down here, a couple miles south, it's like yeah. 
windy and rainy this morning. It's just gross out. It's yeah. just not even like I I, I want to see the sun in the springtime. I you know what is the it's sun, just, Paul? Where is it, Bobby? I, uh, it it is brutal. And now I got to. It's my my last couple of days in New York here. I, uh, do you have any suggestions of places I need to go? I there's a there's a good Chinese place around the corner from me. I'm trying to look for good places to eat. I'll take any and all suggestions. You know what? Growing up around here, growing up a nose fan. Forgive me if I'm not the biggest fan of New York. So I, have no, I, 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 I have you. I have no I have no no places of recommendation. The only thing I could think of is Magnolia Cupcakes from the SNL show. Oh. oh amazing i haven't seen the snl short i've had the cupcakes you haven't seen lazy sunday oh lazy sunday okay okay i was gonna say hold on hold on we need to stop recording this right now and and go to youtube and watch it yeah no let's just play this the sound of it over this um (laughs) yeah no magnolia cupcakes they make great stuff i look i'm not a huge fan of new york city either it but uh while i'm here i would like to have some good meals i hear they have uh okay pizza you know that's the thing um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I heard of this place. Uh, Sbarro's is is really Sbarro's. good up there. That's a New York slice, yes. regular New York slice. Michael Scott. Um, yeah. So uh, I just don't want to walk outside, frankly, Bobby. I don't want to leave my hotel at this point because it's so uh, effing cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, um, that pretty much does it for us. Uh, you coming home soon? Yeah. Yeah, I'm coming home tomorrow, Bobby. I'm. I'm glad to be home. Finally, finally, when the O's are going to be home. So yeah. long, long home stretch for the O's in the next uh, week. What is it, 10 days? I think so. And uh, they uh, kicked that off Friday night against the Indians, but uh, they, they finished up in Detroit this afternoon. Looking forward to it. Um, you know, weather's going to be heating up, and uh, it's uh, we're getting into baseball season. Yeah. Bobby. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, for all the skits and bits and, and, and fun <laughs> stuff that Paul Mancano is doing, make sure you give him a follow, at Paul Mancano on Twitter. I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco, and follow along with all of Mass and Orioles stuff, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, um, and Mass and All Access. Got some good stuff coming for you. And when they come home, we've got some uh, special guests possibly this weekend, and uh, so make sure you're tuning in for that. Um, and give Mass and All Access podcast a follow, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud. And if there's any other uh, 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 places where you listen to podcasts, get your favorite podcast, let us know, and we'll try to get it on there for you. Uh, Paul, thanks so much for joining me. Um, safe travels, and um, we'll see you soon. Yeah, sounds good. A- anywhere that they can find podcasts, we'll go live to your home and just do a live podcast. Yeah, sure. Anywhere. We'll do a live studio in stu- live studio podcast from your living room. Amazing. 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 All right. For Paul Mancano, Bobby Blanco, Mass on All Access Podcast, have a good one.